there's a lot of creative ways that we can incorporate scripture into our lives that isn't just sitting down at five o'clock in the morning by candlelight and reading through the book of Leviticus, (laughs) which I don't recommend. Welcome to Beyond Sunday, a podcast for parents like us, striving to weave the Sunday experience into the everyday moments of our week. I'm your co-host, Nicole Joyce. And I'm Rocky McCormick, your other co-host. Pull up a chair, grab your favorite beverage, or fold the laundry if you must. But join us as we talk, laugh, and sometimes cry about our experiences raising Catholic families and discovering God within our everyday lives. Hello, Rocky. Hey, Nicole. I thought today would be a good day to have a little moment of mom confessions. Oh, okay. I'm going to be real here. Oh, please. I am the worst at memorizing scripture passages. (laughs) I feel like you're not alone at that. I can paraphrase well, Mm -hmm. but actually remembering all the words or even like which chapter or book it's in. Oh, I'm the worst at that. I'm like, is it Matthew? No, is it Luke? It's like, it's a gospel. One in one of those gospels where that guy (laughs) did that thing. That's what I'm talking about right now. That's. Yeah. That's as good as I get. I have like my few, like I call them my comfort verses, like you have comfort food. So I have like my verses that I always kind of go to when I'm having a rough time. So those I kind of have memorized. Um, But, you know, my husband is really good at that. I am not so much. Let's let's hear more about what it's like to live with a Bible scholar. (laughs) First, you would say he's not a Bible scholar. Oh, okay. Okay. No, but he's always just had a real love for scripture. And so, you know, we have our scripture library downstairs with every version possible. Might be missing a few. And definitely not in other languages. So does that make it harder for you to memorize things because you read them in multiple translations? No. Mm. No, I'm just bad at it. (laughs) Same. Same. Thank you. We're we're in the same boat. No. Okay. No, but you know what? It is a gift because if I need to remember where something is, I can phone a friend, (laughs) aka my husband, be be like, like, hey, "Hey, where does it talk about that one thing with that one dude? (laughs) You'd be like, dude, really? It does seem like in today's world, Mm -hmm. memorizing scripture is less common, maybe, and, and I don't just mean in, in the Catholic Church, but no. like in churches everywhere, because you can Google everything in your well, or you have the phone. Bible app on your yeah. phone, so just type in the keywords yeah. and you'll find it. Like now that you carry yeah. it in your pocket, which is unfortunate because you know, in in the scriptures we read that God writes all of us on our hearts, and so mm. it's really stuff that they're words that we're supposed to talk into our hearts. Interesting. That and where up. in scripture does it say that God wrote mm-hmm. on our hearts? <laughs> Jeremiah, I think. <laughs> I'm sure I'll, I'm sure Tim will be like, no. I was going to say Jeremiah. it was from St. Paul, but okay. No, I'm like pretty it. sure it's Jeremiah where he says that, you know, it's gonna, the law was written in it's stone, but it's written oh, in our hearts. I think St. Yeah. Paul said that too. Okay. Yeah, but okay. I think he was quoting Jeremiah. So, friends, today is the third Sunday of Ordinary Time. And it is also, according to Pope Francis, <laughs> the Sunday of the Word of God. Pope Francis actually declared this in 2019. And he did this because he wanted to remind us that sacred scripture is intimately connected to the sacraments, which I think is something that sometimes we don't always focus on enough, right? Like we we know right. it is. We right. know they're all rooted there. But yeah. sometimes we forget that those are so intimately connected. They are. And really, it wasn't until listening to Father Mike Schmidt's Bible in a Year that I actually read through Leviticus and some of those Old Testament books where maybe I'm not so much interested in the thread count or the cubit by cubit 
measurements. <laughs> yes. Um, but understanding the significance of all of that and how that relates to what we do in the Mass. Oh, so did you did you read the whole Bible in a year with Father Mike Schultz? Yeah, absolutely I did. And I have my um, little journal here, too, that I, I have I. Let's call back to the planner episode. I bought a pretty planner. Beautiful. That had room for me to journal. And I absolutely, oh, wait, March, April is empty. <laughs> I think I made it through the middle of March. Okay. So you, so you did start reading. I did. Mm, okay. I did. I didn't make it all the way through. But, you know, it's interesting that you say Pope Francis is calling us to understand how it's tied to the sacraments. Because if we throw it even way further back, St. Jerome, way back in the day, you know, told us all, that ignorance of scripture is ignorance of Christ. Mm. And so the word of God is not just pages on a book, but it's, as we read in the Gospel of John, I know this one's in the Gospel <laughs> of John, you know, that he is the word of God, Amen. that the word of God is made flesh. Yes. You know, so it's it's Jesus. The New Testament bring, puts the light of Jesus onto everything in the Old Testament. Mm. And so just how important it is for us. And I think Catholics get a really bad rep for not reading or knowing scripture. We do, especially some of the older generations yeah. too. Like my parents are in their 70s. And my mom always says that when she was growing up going to Catholic school with like, you know, she had a veil to walk in, mm. like it was required. Mm -hmm. um, and if she forgot her veil, she had to put a Kleenex on her head and, oh and bobby pin it to her hair. That's, yeah. that's, 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 that was my mom's generation. Sure. And she remembers um, being told that she was not worthy to read the Bible. Like that's oh something my that priests do, right? Yeah. Like they read the gospel. She was not, it was not something that you did at home. You had right. one, but you you didn't read it. Right. Yeah. So I think we've done better. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. And I think Bible in a year has like exploded. Right. Um, right. And I do think that there has been a real increase in Bible scholarship among Catholics. Yes. And just the resources are growing. It's not quite up to par with our Protestant brothers and sisters, mm -hmm. but it is growing. There's some fabulous resources. Um brought one with me here, which is, you know, we have the podcast from Father Mike, and then um, my friend Meg Hunter-Kilmer also does a yearly Bible study, and so she created a book journal, which is a year in the Word. Yes. And so, so I, during the first Bible in a Year podcast, so what was that, 2021, I did not read the Bible in a Year with Father Mike Schmitz because I could not find time mm -hmm. to read it and listen to a podcast. I could not do both. Mm -hmm. um, so I actually read Meg's scripture right. plan through the year in in like a little tiny pocket Bible about this big that I carry with me everywhere. I could go get oh, it for nice. you um, and, and did it that way. And I and I completed the uh, Unleash the Gospel oh, nice. uh, scripture yeah. challenge. Because it's a shorter challenge. Yeah, it, it was, I, I, read the whole, I still the read key. the whole thing, which right. was great. I actually read the gospel twice, just like Meg mm -hmm. has in her plan, which mm -hmm. was really great. So yeah, I, I love that as an option if you're mm -hmm. not a big podcast person or if you'd rather just kind of read wherever you are, whenever you have a minute. Yeah, well, and I think, too, there are two different ways of, of studying the scriptures. Yeah. So I think a lot of it is trial and error and figuring out what works for us and what doesn't work for us. But going back to the liturgical roots, I think that when we take a look at the Mass or the sacramental roots, but if we take a look at the liturgy itself, the, the Mass holds the liturgy of the Eucharist and the liturgy of the Word equally. Yes. And I think we forget that sometimes. Yeah that Jesus is present in both. 
and how important that is for us. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, like, there's a gospel procession. I mean, it's right. very short. Right. <laughs> a lot Depends of very on which short. parish you're at. Sometimes <clears throat> it's longer. Yeah, but there's a gospel procession for a reason, right? We, we, we venerate the word of God for mm-hmm. a reason. Yes, so true. So, like, and this is beyond Sunday for parents like us. So right. what does it look like for parents like us to incorporate reading sacred scripture in our homes the way they are right now (laughs) let's be real like as real as possible um because i think some people think that they need to like get up at 5 a.m in the dark and study for an hour by candlelight and (laughs) not the candlelight part not talking about you tim we're sorry um But like they they do they, you know I think there's a standard where we feel like we have to meet this certain level of of like scholarly study. But like, what does it look like yeah. in real life? Well, how's it looking for a, you right now? Is a good right? Um, y- yes. <laughs> yes. 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 It's looking. It is. It is looking. I have my <laughs> I have my Bible. It's got tabs. You know? No, I think I think two things. I think we need to not make it super complicated. I think we need to not make it a checklist in something we do. Like, okay, like we have our little good Catholic bingo card and we check those off and we, you know, bingo or salvation. That's not how that works, right? I think we need to find ways to just organically make it part of our family life. Maybe we read the psalm at dinner. But I like my checklist. I know. I like checklists too. Just remember that first episode where I said I really like having a planner. Yeah. And remember (laughs) I said I need a checklist to get anything done. I get it. I get it. But the Bible isn't a checklist. Yes. The the spiritual life isn't a checklist. That's that's liberating to hear you say that out loud. Yeah. And so I think just start small. I will say last year, I think it was last year because all the years blend together now. I think it was 2022. (laughs) It might have been 2021. Um, One of these last years that now blend together, I put up like chalkboards by our icon wall. We have an icon wall in the house. And on one side, I have like a a scripture focus for the week. And so I would go through 52 Sundays and be like, okay, this is the one that we're going to focus on this week. Mm. It didn't change often. Mm-hmm. But at least there was something visually there. It was there to remind you that you should yeah. be doing that. I like that. I yeah. like that a lot. Yeah, I think that'd be a great place to pull something just from the gospel in 52 Sundays. Mm-hmm. Just that one line that really speaks to you. And that's kind of like Thank a little you. mini Lexio Divina, right? Like, right. And that was the other thing is that then you could sit with the kids. And even if you don't go through the whole process of Lexio Divina, to just let them really contemplate the word. So that was my next question actually was about the kids, right? Mm-hmm. So like there's time for us as grown-ups sure. to take a minute, take a few minutes, make sure that we are like kind of recentering in the word. But then like how do we get the kids kind of there? So that is actually a really great example of just mm-hmm. like having it out there as a visual reminder mm-hmm. and like pulling something from the gospel that we are going to hear on Sunday or that we heard on Sunday. Um, but for super littles, I actually think the stories are so key, especially oh, yeah. like the stories of Jesus, the stories of the life of Jesus, some of those Old Testament stories like Moses and Noah. And David those are, and the yes, giant pickle. David oh, and the, not David. <laughs> different show. Different show. <laughs> not the one where David is a tiny asparagus. 
although I do love that one. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think I think that's really helpful because the kids hear those stories and and there's if we tell them in the right way, mm-hmm. it feels just like a lot of other stories that they've heard, and they're yeah. able to imagine themselves in those moments. And and Jesus is real that right. way. He's he's a real person, and those experiences are real, and they're mm-hmm. able to recall those later. Well, sure. And you know, in in teaching, I, I talk about you know, like you tell your family stories, right? Like you talk about what grandma did, or grandma talks about what great grandma did. And so this is very similar. This is our our family of faith. And so yeah. it's very similar to telling our family stories, and it just becomes part of our the fabric of our family. Yes. And I think it makes us feel less alone in that all the things that are going on in the world right now, all the struggles that we're facing, they've been there since the beginning of time. Yeah. Because it's just the part. It's just part of our condition, mm-hmm. our human condition. And so maybe even the thing we think is awful, if we read through some of these stories, we're like, oh, maybe not quite as bad as that. Or someone else has been through that, right? And they and they survived. Yeah. And they made it. Like I yeah. can do that too. Yeah. yeah, you know, Jesus healed them. So I have. Um, I don't <coughs> want to say it's lazy. It's not lazy. It's um, it's a very convenient, time-saving way, mm-hmm. depending on your household. So in my house, we're all avid readers. We have a lot of books, like a lot of books. And um, one of the things I started doing when my kids was little was whenever I would find like a children's Bible, illustrated or otherwise, like any type of little storybook about Jesus or about a different story in the Bible, was illustrated, board book, whatever it was, I would buy it. Um, and, and we amassed a rather large collection of children's Bibles and comic book Bibles and board books about stories of Jesus. And I would just leave them around the house, like everywhere. And we have one that's actually like super ugly. Like I think it's from the 80s. And one of my kids bought it at a used book sale because it was like kind of a comic book format. But it's not that one that everybody has. It's not the action Bible. And um, they loved it and they read it cover to cover so many times. And actually they've read it so much now that I just recently had an argument with my 11-year-old where I was talking about the wrong prophet. And he was correct. He's like, wow. no, it was the guy who went out in a chariot of fire. And I was like, oh, I forgot about that part, right? Like he knew exactly what we were talking about. And so I thought that was very interesting because I did not teach him that story directly, mm-hmm. right? I just left these things out for him and he experienced them in his own way and he internalized them and he remembers them in a way that makes a lot of sense for him. And I'm just so... Um, I'm so appreciative for that. And it and it was not, it took minimal effort on my part. Like that was not me. That was the Holy Spirit. I give all glory and honor to God for that because that was not my my handiwork at all. Yeah, I love that. I think too, the other part um, in our family that really works is children model what they see. And that is one of the gifts of having a husband who is devoted to scripture and just loves the word so much is that they see him reading it all the time. Mm. You know, he's got a Bible with him next to his chair in the living room he goes down into our little chapel in the basement every morning he is the five o'clock up at five in the morning to go read and pray and so our middle son especially 
now has his own study Bible. He got a study Bible for Christmas. I love it. And so they sit and they talk about the word. Yes. And, you know, Tim will give him a scripture passage or something to read, or he'll just go sit down. He wants to go bother Tim during prayer time. And so we have to be like, you have to give dad at least a half hour. Yes. (laughs) But can we talk about that? So like, is your son's Bible a real Bible? It's a real Bible. Yes. Full text. Full text. That is, I think that's the other very key that that at some point, especially when they're old enough to read on their own, that you give them full text. Yeah. It's not watered down. Yes. And he, again, I think he's anointed in, in that way. Like he retains, we were just talking last night about how he retains what he reads and he studies yeah. and will have like his own insights. I love it. Which is a beautiful thing. That's but each beautiful. of our kids have their own Bibles. The youngest is six, so his is not complete. Well, you know what? I think the one he got for Christmas is full text now. Oh, nice. Okay. Yeah. So but in a children's, like it's got, he is, he is. It's a children's <laughs> okay, full text, okay. but still that. Yeah, no, I think that that's really important. And for those of you who are asking about like oh. resources, though, yes, the the Bible we really love for our kids when they are old enough to read on their own is the Saint Mary Children's Bible from okay. Saint Mary's Press, and then my teenagers have the Breakthrough Bible also from St. Mary's Press, so it's more like a teen-specific. Sure. There's little snippets in there, like different discussion questions that are relevant to like that mm-hmm. age group. Um, but the text is is like full Catholic translation, which is really nice. Yeah, and so there are several different Catholic translations. Yes. And so funny story, when I converted and came into the church, my first Bible was a King James because I didn't know there was such a thing as Catholic and not Catholic Bibles. Mm. And so it was pretty. Lots of these and thous and yes. So, so not even like new King James. Oh no, it was no, like it was the old. OG King oh yeah, OG James. King James, right? When I came into the church, that got replaced by the Sound of Music Bible. <laughs> and anyone of a certain age knows that it's the the New American Bible, which has the mountain on the cover. But I always called it the Sound, the sound of, of Music Bible. Bible. It's funny because so, as soon as you said that, I imagined the cover with the mountains. Yeah, that's exactly <laughs> the one. Um, but. You know, and I've come to read several of them. I think it's just important to find the one that works for you because it's important to read and it's important to to create that relationship. Amen. So if the words, if the way they're said is, is something that you're struggling with, then maybe a different translation right. is just exactly give what it a try. Need. Yeah. 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 There's several out there. You know, my husband wrote a book all about that. Like the, the point is that we're in the word and that we're consuming the word and that we are creating this relationship to Jesus in the word, that we're growing as disciples. It's a living, breathing relationship, not just memorizing. So you're good. All right. Okay. <laughs> you know, that's, that, no one's going to test you. That's like, comforting that right? I don't have to memorize like, all of Like, what is Psalm 139.14, Nicole? Go. <laughs> I got nothing. Oh, I think that's the one where I'm fearfully and wonderfully made. <laughs> the only See, reason I, I know that one. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. That one's one of my comfort okay. verses. So I'm like, that one I know. <laughs> no, but like, it's so important. And even with our children, that it's not just one more thing for them to do because they've got school and they've got tests and all of that. Yeah. But that they really begin, and again, I like I talk a lot about this, that you have your comfort verses because God has given us this great, beautiful letter. Mm. You know, there are, there are a bunch of books and there are a bunch of stories, but ultimately it's the revelation of the heart of God for us. Amen. And so being able to tuck all of those into your heart and be like, gosh, I just feel worthless today. Oh, no, sister. Yeah. You are fearfully and wonderfully mm. made. He has chosen you. Mm. You did not choose him. He chose you. He has created you for a purpose with a plan for good. I like it. So, and when we need a little correction. Yeah. It's not just about feeling good, but it's conviction too. Because every time we meet Jesus, we're transformed. 
Amen. And so that should occur in our scripture reading as well. That was a mind-blowing truth right there. If the reading of scripture isn't changing us, right. then we're not opening ourselves to encounter oh, Christ in the goodness. Word. Oh Rocky McCormick, another truth bomb right there. That's the Holy Spirit. That's it, guys. I'm, Wrap it up. I'm just done. on coffee. <laughs> <laughs> the only thing I've got is coffee. So if we, if we have families out there who are not reading at all. Mm -hmm. Maybe you have a Bible in your house, but you haven't dusted it off in a long time. Mm -hmm. I would really love to encourage any families out there who are thinking like, yeah, this is something we need to do, but we're just not sure where to start. 52sundays.com is a really wonderful place to start because the full text of the gospel every Sunday Mm -hmm. is right there. You don't need to go look it up. You don't need to pull out the Bible if you don't know where it is. You don't need to buy a new one yet. You can just start there. The full text is there and everything is linked. You can link right to like the first reading, the second reading, the Psalm and the gospel all right there. Um, and, and you can pull it out on your phone. Right. So it's just something really simple like that. Like sometimes um, we'll read the gospel the day before, mm-hmm. like Saturday night before we're going to mass, we'll read it. We're in the car on the way there. I can pull it up on my phone and be like, today we're going to hear about Jesus healing the blind man. Right. Today we're going to hear about the multiplication of the loaves or whatever it is. And the kids will be like, yeah, I remember that story. And then they'll have lots of questions. Right. <laughs> yeah. But then when they get there and they hear the gospel proclaimed at mass and then they hear Father preach about it in the homily and then they experience the sacrament of the Eucharist, they mm-hmm. receive the sacrament of the Eucharist. It all comes together in such a beautiful way. And it's so much more meaningful for them when they have all those connecting pieces. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. So really small. It does not have to be big. Like, don't be overwhelmed and feel like you need to do. No. The Rocky's husband thing at 5 a.m. Oh, gosh, no. <laughs> Rocky doesn't do that either. <laughs> no, and honestly, like, that was where I was pulling our, our weekly focus scriptures from, was from 52 Sundays, because it is such a great resource, and it's right there, and it was something that we had talked about. Yeah. Um, I'm going to also plug The Chosen. Ooh. Because while it isn't a complete scriptural adaptation, I think especially with children, when you're talking about the stories coming to life, it does it in such a beautiful and approachable way especially if you're a visual person right Mm. well that's the other that's the other thing right like we have to honor everybody's learning style or relational style and so god's going to speak to us in different ways find music there's a lot of music set to scripture yeah a lot of christian music a lot of hymns Mm -hmm. so getting into scripture isn't necessarily just sitting with your bible open although that's a really good thing to do but if you're struggling with that i think that you can find creative ways to enter into that Bible journaling, I like to draw, you know? Mm-hmm. I draw. I that. So draw with a scripture or encourage a creative child, give them a focused scripture that they can draw with. So it doesn't necessarily have to be just sitting and reading. That is a very actionable, like real thing mm-hmm. that all of us can try. Like, what's your thing? Try mm-hmm. that thing first. And it can be so bite-sized. Mm-hmm. I'm liking it. That's a great takeaway, Rocky. Thank you so much. Well, there's so many stickers out there, right? Find one that's got a Bible verse on it. Stick it on your coffee yes. mug. Yes. Something that really speaks to you. And then you can pray with that every day. That is a great idea. So there's a lot of creative ways that we can incorporate scripture into our lives. That isn't just sitting down at five o'clock in the morning by candlelight and reading through the book of Leviticus, <laughs> which I don't recommend. <laughs> I just, you know. I get stuck there every time, every time. But I guess the numbers are, those are some rough, uh, that's a rough go there, that that month you spend in Leviticus and numbers is not my favorite either. (laughs) No, but you know what? It's important. Amen. It is. But if you're getting stuck there, move on. 
Right. Oh, there you go. Oh, right. Like you don't have to stop. Permission to move on yeah. from Leviticus or Numbers. Right. Or something else that's just not, you can't wrap your head around. Move yeah. On. Keep going. Uh, Come back to it. Maybe the time isn't right. That is so It's God's time, not too. ours. Right? Amen. So. That is so freeing. You guys, if you can't get through Leviticus, you don't have to read it right now. <laughs> that's right. I don't know who needs to hear this, but I'm sure somebody does, and I hope they are hearing it right now. <laughs> not to not to say Leviticus is not an important. Or not book. saying Leviticus is not important. It is important. It is. <laughs> I'm sure somewhere out there. We're just like, saying that you don't oh, need to read it right, right now. Thank you all for listening to Beyond Sunday. We've been keeping it real since three weeks ago, and we're still keeping it real here today. Find more episodes at 52sundays.com slash podcast or subscribe on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.